شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله اصطفى آدم ونوحا وآل إبراهيم وآل عمران على العالمين شيخنا العزيز it's a pleasure to have you once again thank you brother it's, a, it's, a, it's my pleasure to benefit from uh, the knowledge that you will be giving, insha'Allah. The verse we mentioned uh, uh, says, the translation is, Surely Allah has chose Adam and Nuh and the family of Abraham and the family of Amran above the nations. And Amran we established as the father of Musa, Musa ibn Amran, alayhi salam. And you mentioned something interesting that, why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then there's a verse we mentioned before that, where he mentioned Ibrahim and then Israel, which is Ya'qub, the grandson of Ibrahim, the prophet. And now in this verse, it's also Al-Imran, which also seeks to like separate the two lineages, right? So you have Ibrahim, and then you have like Ibrahim through Ishmael, it looks like, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And then, then you have the lineage that goes through um, uh, Ishaq. Yes. And then you have uh, Jacob, Yusuf, and so on and so forth. So why is that? Why is there like this uh, difference? So the, the inheritor of, of the line of uh, Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam, it goes through Ismail. Yes. Now, obviously, not all people of the book agree with this. Mm -hmm. But as for the Quran stance, the line of Ibrahim goes through Ismail, alayhi salam. While those of uh, the people of the book believe, no, the true inheritor or the rightful inheritor of Nabi Ibrahim's status and position goes through his son Ishaq mm -hmm. and through his sons. So, so through Jacob and Joseph all the way down to Moses and David and, and Suleiman all the way down to... Nabi Isa alayhi salam. So we, we talked it. about uh, the, the historical uh, separation, the geographic separation of, of so the two there isn't, So there isn't a consensus like among, across the board with the religions, you know, in terms yeah. of, you know, who the line goes through. So there's a difference of opinion yes, there. Yes, yes. And so now, you know, what we want to know is that we follow the Holy Ahsan. Prophet, right? This reminds me. Um, so w we believe that the line, the main line of Nabi Ibrahim is, you know, goes down through Ismail all the way down to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa yes. And we do believe that, you know, from Isaac comes a line and comes from very noble personalities and prophets and messengers. That line, the, the Quran describes them as a nafila. Mm. And nafila is what? Like you can think of, you know, the prayers that are yeah, considered nawafil. Yeah. Okay. And what do they do? They strengthen the, the origin. They strengthen the main line. Mm. Okay. So we do believe that they have great importance. You know, that inshallah nobody misunderstands that. We believe they have great importance. But the main line is through Nabi Ismail alayhi salam. And even when we think about what Prophet Abraham represented, and uh, the main highlights of his life, you know, we think of the Kaaba, we think of the Hajj, okay? Who remained there and maintained that and was a caretaker 
and the custodians of the, of the Kaaba and of the Hajj and the pilgrimage. It was the line of Ismail mm. and we described why yeah, the line they of moved Isaac. To Egypt. Yeah, they they were separated from yeah, Egypt and then Babylon Yusuf and Jerusalem. Ahsentum. So there was centuries upon centuries they were separated. Yes. So now our goal is was to figure out. We want our goal from all this is to figure out who we're supposed to follow. Yes. And identify who we need to follow so that we can be following the straight path. Mm. And uh, from these four families that the verses mentioned, you know, uh, what's important to us is to go deeper into Prophet Ibrahim because we know from Prophet Ibrahim comes Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. And that's, that's our job because we were, we're in the akhirin stage of time and that's, that applies to Prophet Muhammad and who comes after. So today, inshallah, let's go into a bit more, let's go into some verses mm. that give us some more explanation and clarification. So, if you will, Sheikhna, if you can read for us from uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 128. Mm, ahsanta. It says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is a dua of Ibrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. O our Lord, make us and keep us as Muslims. Um, to you and of our progeny a nation of Muslims um, let's stop there real quick so what is the uh, what is going on what's the environment that Prophet Ibrahim Prophet Ismail are making this dua before this they had just completed raising the foundations of the house the mm -hmm. Kaaba mm -hmm. which is a very important uh, event in the life of Prophet Ibrahim and Prophet Ismail if we were to have a timeline, so yeah. Ahsant, if we had a timeline of the of the life of Prophet Ibrahim Islam and Ismail, this is like the climax. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at the you know towards the end of Prophet Ibrahim's life, think of all the trials and tribulations he's been through. Okay, from being thrown into the fire in Babylon, everything he's been to, leaving baby Ismail and Hajar mm -hmm. in Mecca. All of the things he's been through and the, the Quran mentions of his story, this is towards the climax of his of his spiritual journey, let's say. Okay. He's been through many trials. How much submission and surrender does he have to the to the will of God? He's at the peak, right? Yes, yes. So after they build the Kaaba, they finish you know building the Kaaba, they make a dua. Who's they? Prophet Ibrahim and Prophet Ismail. This yes. can be clearly understood when you look at the verses before. So they ask Allah to make them Muslims. Now you might ask, what type of Muslims are we referring to? What kind of Islam? Because Islam has a linguistic usage and a technical usage. Mm. Technical usage would be what? You know, people who follow the religion known as Islam that was established or founded by Prophet Muhammad 1400 plus years ago. Yes. Is that what they're referring to? Or are they referring to the linguistic usage? Which means having, you know, complete submission yeah. and surrender to God. Yeah. And we know how much... I mean, as we can get a grasp of it from the verses in the story of Ab uh, Prophet Abraham of how much surrender and submission they had to the will of God, right? Mm. So it's not me. It's it's an eloquent way of saying keep us at this high level, this elite level of complete surrender to you, the linguistic usage of Muslims. Yes. Okay. So, oh Allah, keep us at this level. Mm. Do they stop there? No. They continue. 
And they say, and also from our lineage, from our progeny, a nation that will be at the same level of surrender, the same level of Islam to you. Okay? So, now, the word nation, the word the word ummah, can be two people and above. It doesn't have to be thousands of people. Okay, I just want to throw that out there in case yeah. people's minds go too far. Yes. So, right now, bare minimum is Prophet Ibrahim and Prophet Ismail are asking Allah to keep them at this high elite level of Islam and to have from their lineage, from their line, a nation that will be at this level of surrender yes. to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, that we need to establish that. Now that's established, we're going to move on to the, the following verse. But keep in mind, who's speaking here? Two prophets of God, mm. right? And what did, did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just for no reason mention one of their many du'as? There's a wisdom that's behind nice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning this. Always. And also to add to, we were speaking of the lineages of the prophets, okay? This is also showing where Prophet Ibrahim's lineage is the one that goes to Ismail. Just according to this du'a. Mm. From our lineage. Okay? Mm. So now, that's a, that's step one which is established. That's part one of the du'a. What's part two of the, the du'a from verse 129? Can you please read? Yes, it says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbana wab'ath fihim rasoolan minhum yatlu alayhim ayatika wa yuallimuhum al-kitaba wal-hikma wa yuzakihim innaka anta al-aziz al-hakim. Can you, the English please. Our Lord send from amongst them a messenger from them who shall recite to them the revelations and shall teach them the book and wisdom and shall praise them, it says, or make them known. Indeed, you are the mighty and the wise. Okay, so this is part two of their dua. So part one was they prayed for a nation from their lineage that will be at the same level of, of Taslim sent to, to Allah them. as they were. Yes. Then the next step is they ask Allah to then send to them. From then, this nation? From this nation, make one of them a messenger mm. and send him to that same group. Okay, mm -hmm. which group? That group from the line of Ibrahim and Ismail that will be at the same level of Islam that they were at. Oh, okay, this reminds me Bef before Afwan, before a messenger is even sent to them, they are already at that level of surrender and submission to Allah's will. Mm, this is very, this is like extremely interesting because isn't Nabi Muhammad the only prophet after? Ismail from that lineage? Yes, uh, Prophet Muhammad is the messenger from that line. Yes, because yes. I, I, like one thing came to mind as you're reciting, how do you know for sure that it's it's that's him? Like that's Prophet Muhammad. We're going to get to that because other verses are going to describe. Mm. But this is one thing that yeah. aids now, that. No, because no if he's Muslim. the only yeah. Prophet from yes. Ismail, then there's no one else. I said, and every, all Muslims uh, agree that there's no dispute that this is referring to Prophet Ahsan. Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad is the messenger from from the line of uh, Nabi Ibrahim and uh, and then we also have the narration that he says I am the 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 the, 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 the basically the, the answer of my father Abraham's prayer, prayer. Hassan, so now let's look let's examine the this this the second part of the dua so now they ask okay after Allah has made this nation at the highest level of taslim to Allah as Ibrahim and Ismail were then send to them a messenger from them meaning one of them make him a messenger and send him to that group yes we're sp speaking about a specific group here no. not everybody in, in Mecca no. a specific group that 
Prophet Muhammad is amongst them. He will be made into a messenger and he will be sent to them. What will his roles be? Three things are mentioned here. He will recite to them the revelation, the verses. Then he will teach them the book and the wisdom. Then he will do teskiyah, or mm. perform teskiyah on them. So I put in the translation here, I didn't say purify, I said praise. Mm. Now one may ask, if anybody of the, the viewers open chapter uh, Surah Baqarah chapter 2 verse 129, you go to any of the English translations you have on any of your apps or on the Quranic websites, you're going to find that that's not how they translate the word teskiyah. Mm. Everybody translates the word teskiyah in this verse as purify them. Teskiyah to nafs. That's sense. the first thing you think of. So, so uh, the Prophet will then, after reciting the verses and, and teaching them the book and the wisdom, he will then purify them. Mm. So obviously that's not uh, where, where I stand. So the next verses will clarify why we say praise them, make them known. When you praise somebody, what are you really doing? You're making them known. Yes. Even in the Arabic language, even till today, teskiyah can be used in at least two usages. One, like you said, teskiyah to nest, purifying. purifying the self. And then we have what? Praising or making known. So like when I need a, a letter of recommendation or, or a letter of teskiyah. Mm. What is a person purifying me in his letter? No. Or he's praising no. me, making me known to whoever the letter. Like a letter of recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So that's not purification. Yes. That's making known. And a lot of times when we make somebody know, we're pure, we're praising them. Mm. Okay? So, now we have a uh, hadith that you mentioned where the Prophet says that, Ana da'wat Abi Ibrahim. I am basically, I am the, I'm paraphrasing here. I am the, the answer the dua, yeah. to, the, to the prayer or the dua of my father Abraham. All right? So, I want to establish one that, okay, we have this verse that we've been, we're discussing, the dua of Prophet Abraham. No. And we discussed, you know, this, uh, that there's a group that are from the line of Prophet Ibrahim and Ismail. They're at the highest level of testimony before Revelation. Then one of them is chosen as a messenger and is sent to them. Mm. And he will perform one, two, three. He will recite them the verses. He'll teach them the book and the wisdom. Then he will make them known mm. or praise them. Okay? Now, we have, a other, we have other verses that are, you know, very, very similar in the terminology or the wording. Mm. But there will be a slight difference and that's what we're going to discuss. Yes. But also, you know, this reminds me you know, uh, first of all, we said tezkiah here does not mean, is not used to purify yes. in the dua of Prophet Abraham. It's used to what? To praise. No. Why do I say that? We have another verse in the Quran in Surah Najm where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us, Fala tuzakku anfusakum. What does that mean? Do not purify, purify yourselves. Yourself. Would anybody accept that? No. That Allah commands us not to purify ourselves where we have multiple verses where we are supposed to Ahsan. purify ourselves and if we purify ourselves we will we will reach the highest level of, of success so Ahsan. but then when we go any of the viewers listening if you go to Surah Najm verse 32 and you find Fala go and find the English translation nobody says here that it's do not pu uh, purify they all translate it as do not praise yourselves mm. which makes complete sense right so and also we're talking about a group of people. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep repeating this due to its importance and we need to emphasize this that there's a group of people before revelation 
that are they're known that they're before Nabi Muhammad I said before before the Quran was revealed okay that there's a group before of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are from the line of Ibrahim and Ismail and before revelation they are at the highest levels of Taslim yes. to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. and Allah chooses from them a messenger and he sends them to this specific group of people okay and he and he teaches them he recites to them the verses he teaches them the book and the wisdom. Then he makes them known. This also reminds us of the group we were talking about in the previous episode where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after giving the revealing the book to Prophet Muhammad, Then we gave the book as an inheritance yes. to a specific chosen group of people. Yes. Those people that we refer to as the Sabiqun. Yes. Okay. And you might ask, okay, why is purification later? These people do not need purification, mm. right? They are already pure. So the type of knowledge that they're receiving of the book is going to be different than what we're going to speak about in Surah Jum'ah right now. So Surah Jum'ah, chapter 62, verses 2 and 3, has a very similar description of a messenger and what his roles are and responsibilities and the terminology used is almost identical. But the sequence of it's the changed. roles, there's the difference in the teskiyah. Yeah. One is in the middle, ascent. One, the sequence is different. Teskiyah and the dua of Abraham was at the end. It was number three. While in Surah Jum'ah, it's going to be number two. Mm. And now we're going to ask, why is there a difference? It's almost the same exact statement. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that difference for no reason? Or was there a reason? So, if you could please recite to us. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Huwa alladhi ba'atha fil ummiyina rasoolan minhum. Yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakihim wa yu'allimuhum al-kitaba wal-hikma. Wa in kanu min qablu lafi dalalin mubin. Mahsant. And then the next verse. وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ So what is, what is this verse talking about? So the first Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not describing a dua. This is a statement, a report. Yeah, okay? saying, yeah. God sent to the Ummiyin. Who are the Ummiyin? The people of Mecca from mm -hmm. Umm Al-Qura. If no. you're, a, you're Ummi, meaning you're from Umm Al-Qura. No. And some people might use it as... Uh, the, the people who are illiterate, yeah. but no, Umm Al Qura is is another well known name for Mecca. These are the people who are from Mecca are referred to in those days as Ummis. Mm. People, all right. So plural is Ummiyin. No. So God sent to the Ummiyin, the people of Mecca. This is a more general, wider group of people, because the line of the people of Mecca, not all of them are the direct descendants of Abraham. Yes. Okay. Now, God sent to the people of Mecca a messenger from them. No disagreement. This is very similar to the dua. A messenger from them. What will he do? Also three things. He will recite to them the verses. The verses, the right? revelation. Then he will perform tazkiyah, number two. He will purify them. Third thing, after purifying, now they're ready to be taught. Then he will teach them the book and the wisdom. They're not ready to receive the knowledge. They need purification first. Mm. Okay? Now, you might ask, why do they need purification before being taught? God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, because before, before all of this, before the revelation, they were in great deviation. Mm. I don't think any of us disagree that the people of Mecca, generally speaking, Jahiliya. right? There are those, of, of, aside from idol worship, who used to bury their own daughters, and we could go on and on of the type of corrupt, deviant acts they used to, 
perform. So overall, yes, this is very clear. The people of Mecca, they were in great deviation before revelation. Awesome. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to them Prophet Muhammad who was from amongst them. He recited the verses, then he would purify them, and then he taught them the book and the wisdom. So there's a difference in the sequence of the responsibilities of the Prophet. Mm. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse 3, and others from among them, and mm. others from Ahl Mecca. Okay, they did not join them. They did mm. not join the Meccans. Now you might ask, what did they not join? They either did not. So there's another group. There's another. There's a specific group of the Meccans who did not join the Meccans in either guidance or in deviation. Mm. Now, if we combine this, we add it with what with the Dua of Abraham. Yes, it makes it very clear to us. Yes, there was another group from Mecca. They did not join the Meccans in deviation. They were at the highest level of surrender and submission to Taslim to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Farthest thing from idol worship or any of those other indecent acts. Mm. They did not need that. They, they, didn't, they were already guided. Okay. Yes. And uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this second group as Dalika Fadlullah. Surely that is the favor of Allah. Okay. There's a, so there's a special group. Like we were saying, there's two groups here that Prophet Muhammad is sent to. One described in the Dua of Prophet Abraham, and one described here in, in Surah Al-Jum'ah. So one of them, he was sent to them, they, they're a complete different type of people, right? They're not in great deviation. They're at the highest level of taslim to Allah subhanahu mm -hmm. wa ta'ala. Okay, that of Prophet Abraham, Prophet Ismail. And so the way that the Prophet is going to teach them the book and the wisdom is going to be at a much deeper and a different level than those who need purification Right? Those who are in great deviation. So, conclusion here is like we have a group of people from that, that are very close to the prophets. Okay? okay, even before revelation, they were not in great deviation. Right? Mm -hmm. They were at this high level of surrender and taslim to Allah. So, when the prophet taught them the, the book and the wisdom, the knowledge that they're going to have of the book is going to be you know, far greater and much different than. The general public, yes. almost, let's put it like that. And that reminds us of the other verses, right? Where we talked about this group of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the book as an inheritance. Mm. You know, all of this makes sense, right? And uh, I mean, if we just, just think of Imam Ali alayhi salam, right? How he was so close to the Holy Prophet, even before the Ba'thah, right? And uh, was he ever known for idol worship? Was no. he ever known for any of the deviant acts that Ahl Mecca were known for. We can go on on different individuals from Abdul Muttalib, Abu Talib, Fatima bint Asad, right? They are, are they are those who are close to the Prophet. Awesome. They were known they were known historically for not being involved in any of this deviation that the general public were known for. So from there, inshallah we'll uh, we'll continue in the next uh, the next episode going a bit further. Describing this group of people, inshallah. Mm. Inshallah. inshallah. Thank you very much, Sheikhna, for everything that you've uh, given us today. Thank you, thank you. And inshallah, we can continue to benefit. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى